Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. Well, a difficult day in uh, in Ravensland today. The, the uh, tweet came out from Lamar Jackson saying he'd requested a trade from the Ravens as far back as March 2nd because they would not meet his value. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about that today with my friend Jordan Coe. Jordan, how are you doing? Good, Ken. Thanks for having me on. I uh, appreciate you coming on a short notice here. Uh, Jordan, of course, uh, does the Situation Room, uh, and that's on... Uh, I'm sorry, that's on uh, filmstudybaltimore.com. It's with Gabe Ferguson, and uh, you do that at pretty much after every game and a few few episodes during the offseason as well. Yeah, absolutely. Trying to check in on what we're seeing on the field from a strategy standpoint and talking about some big-picture stuff from the Ravens overall. 
Very well done. Folks need to add that to the regular rotation of pods uh, if you if you do not already. Uh, okay. So the news came out today. Uh, interesting timing on the tweet. Uh, it was right before a breakfast where uh, they were going to ask questions. Uh, the coach's breakfast, I guess it's called. Uh, and they very quickly, a tweet comes across from Lamar Jackson saying that he'd requested a trade uh, as far back as March 2nd. Still loves the Ravens fans, special relationship with Baltimore, but uh, he had to make a business decision for his family. Yeah, it was it was certainly interesting timing from Lamar's perspective. I, I mean, I think it's it's almost more important to look at the date that he's saying that he requested the trade. Um, I think when you look at the fact that we're on a March 2nd deadline. So the Ravens have gone 25 days uh, kind of approaching this process. I think I think there's probably some frustration on Lamar's on Lamar's side of kind of requesting a trade, seeing other players, you know, in the history of the Ravens request trades and doing so recently. So with Marquise Brown and with, uh, with Orlando Brown, all the Browns, um, you know, requesting trades and, and essentially being acquiesced to on the Ravens part. So those guys could go out and either, you know, be part of a system or get the deal or uh, in Browns' case, not get the deal that he was looking for in that process, but honoring those trade requests. Um, and, you know, I don't know what the timeline looked like on those kind of things, but I think Lamar may have had some expectation that this was going to move quickly because he's an MVP winning quarterback. I, I, in terms of the Marquise Brown trade, the the word is it took over a year that he, I think Marquise came out after the fact and said he'd actually requested a trade after the previous season, um, and and it you know they hadn't done it, and and DeCosta has a fairly measured response to this whether you like it or you don't. Uh, obviously, anybody who feels who wants to keep Omar is probably a little bit frustrated with the entire process right now, and is probably blaming some of it on the Ravens at at a minimum. Um, but you know, the Ravens have a very firm right player, right price, um, view of the world. And they, you know, if they overpay for a quarterback, just like they overpay for any position, that's going to hurt the team's competitiveness overall. Lamar's a very special talent. And so he's the most extreme example. And it would be the worst possible situation, uh, to lose Lamar. And yet, you know, overpaying for a quarterback, it's hard enough to win with a quarterback on a second contract anyway. To, to win with an overpaid co- uh, second contract quarterback uh, is even more difficult. Yeah, you know, I do think the Ravens are entitled to some blame here for not getting a deal done sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, they, their, their prognostication over where quarterback contracts were going to go and, and the influence of where how much of the cap that they thought that that could take on. And quite frankly, the fact that Patrick Mahomes won a Super Bowl on with one of those with one of those contracts um, is not in their favor in saying that they they misread the market here that they could have had Lamar below the higher end of what that market is. They should have gotten him at the same time Josh Allen did, or yes. maybe even before Josh Allen. They could have Lamar locked in for five years at 40, 40 to forty three million dollars. Would have been ahead of the guarantee. You know, you can't predict what happened with Deshaun Watson, but would have been ahead of that guarantee um, and would have been ahead of where this market has taken off in terms of quarterbacks. Um, And, you know, it goes to show you that, you know, when positions have value and you kick the can down the road, there's a risk and reward that can really come with that. You know, maybe maybe we were close. Maybe the Ravens are more aware of the league being closer to doing something about quarterbacks and how it affects the salary cap. And maybe there are quiet discussions that us fans aren't aware about. Um, but if you look back at kind of the history of the last two and a half years, the Ravens certainly, certainly misplayed this in terms of, of where they thought it was going to go. 
Right. And, and I think, you know, we heard loud rumblings immediately at the time that the fully guaranteed nature of the Watson contract had changed the market. I guess the Ravens realized that that had been the case at that point and said, I wish they hadn't guaranteed the whole thing. Um, all, all the stuff about escrow, by the way, all that money, that's a bunch of crap. That's, that's not a consideration for, for the vast majority of NFL owners and certainly not for Steve Bishotti in terms of being able to borrow that money or, or put it up or you know, perhaps put it up in other assets. I don't know what the rules are there, but I do know it's not that difficult to, to escrow that, those dollars. That's really not the issue. The issue is the flexibility of that contract and how the Ravens can move the dollars around from year to year. Uh, differently as far as it being fully guaranteed. Dan Reese, by the way, is somebody I'd recommend his work. He does a really good job of identifying the dollars in a given contract that are malleable to the team. And bonus dollars, you've paid out already. And guaranteed contract dollars, you can't move around. You can move around salary dollars. And and that's why you need to have some of those in the contract to, to give the team the flexibility to uh uh, to, to pay the, those dollars in the years that will allow them to be competitive continuously or as, or as for as many of those years as possible. So I, I really, I, I can't blame the Ravens for still wanting non-guaranteed money in this contract. I, I, I do think you're right about the Josh Allen signing is one that if the Ravens could have that now, you know, basically a, I think a five or six year extension to the initial year that he had left on the contract after a third year of his, uh, play that would that that deal looks really good right now yeah well you know it, it it's one of those situations where you kind of get to is what it is but you know I, I guess my my bigger commentary on kind of the numbers as as you talk about salary cap malleability is you know and we don't know all the information out there about what Lamar has asked for or not asked for it's stunning to me that the Ravens have not found a seven to ten year long deal that gives Lamar the amount of fully guaranteed money that he wants and essentially gives a cut at the end of year four or year five or year six, whatever year you want to put that in the seven to 10 range. There's a few years down the road where Lamar's being promised a really big salary that essentially will force the Ravens to cut him, but give you the flexibility and allow him to have those fully, fully guaranteed dollars. I mean, the Ravens seem to be playing the same game of chicken that they were playing when they decided not to sign the Allen deal, which is why I'm bringing this up now. That They think that, they, that either quarterback contracts are going to hit a cap and kind of regress back and pull back from where they are here, or they're just not willing to invest that money in Lamar. And I can see where he's frustrated that he's not getting a $250 million guaranteed 10-year $550 million deal that's just uh, inches ahead of Mahomes. Yeah, sure. Like the, the $250 million guaranteed is, is really at at a 10 year length kind of semantics overall. Um, and it's just, it's surprising to me that the Ravens haven't found their way of being able to, to be willing to do that. They seem really stuck at this kind of $210 million guaranteed number. And Lamar seems really stuck at kind of the $251 million guaranteed number and $40 million guaranteed is just wildly frustrating to me that it's, that, that they can't find a way to get this done. Yes, I agree. I mean, it seems like there would be other structures. Now, this is 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 this a place, I guess, is one of the things I would say where an agent would have helped lubricate this deal and try and find, I mean, lots of ways an agent could have helped in this deal, but could he try and find another way to structure the deal differently, to 
assess the difference in the value of two different offers that are slightly different in terms of structure, perhaps go out and find a way to insure the, do- the, the deal so it becomes guaranteed and find out what's the cost of that from a third party. Uh, you know, it, it, there, there's so many ways that an agent could help. How, how, how do you think it would have worked differently with, with an agent involved? You know, I, I don't think that from the perspective that you just added, I think an agent doesn't add a lot. The Ravens should know as much as an agent does about how to create that flexibility, where he can get insurance. They should have the same leverage and the same mm-hmm. things to offer in those circumstances. The, the the nuance, I'm incredibly frustrated at this, like over what is guaranteed and what is not guaranteed. I can see Lamar's perspective of saying this money is not guaranteed. I just want it fully guaranteed, right? Like I don't want to wait a year and have some kind of risk that I'm not going to get that other $40 million. Just like, full, like, like, and people are like, Oh, well, they're not going to cut him anyway. But like, I can see how that doesn't matter to Lamar. He just wants it to be guaranteed. And if the Ravens are self committing to that anyway, just, just find a way to guarantee it. I, I, I'm, you know, that piece I think can be worked out between the team themselves and any individual, whether it's an agent or whether it's a player, I think Lamar deciding to go down this road of negotiating with other teams, leveraging a trade offer, et cetera, is where he starts to lose out on the value of having an agent. Because part of that is your, your agent going out and saying, okay, here is the Indianapolis Colts. I'm going to work with them to structure a deal. Do you have that on paper? I don't think that a team is going to be willing to do that directly with Lamar. Um, and I think he needs that leverage right now, probably more than ever. I I don't disagree with you on the agent being able to have the other connections, have the other comparisons, work with other agents to maximize the deal. But the value of the agent being there in a lot of ways is that he's an independent person who works for Lamar. He's not with the Ravens. So while the Ravens know what the value of insuring that contract is. Ravens could tell them, well, it's $9 million. We can go to the open market. You can go to, to group A, this hedge fund, this insurance company, and you can you can get the, those dollars guaranteed against injury, against whatever you like. Uh, and it'll cost you you know $9 million to, to get that $40 million guaranteed. So we, we can tell you what the difference is in those terms, but then it's them telling him what the difference is. And, and Lamar's advice then is coming from other people in his camp I don't know who this Ken Francis guy is, and I don't really care. But the NFLPA um, being involved in this has a different set of goals. They want a fully guaranteed contract. And I honestly, I think the NFLPA has other um, things in mind. They actually want a larger share of revenue, has been my theory for now quite some time, is that they want to basically get a portion of quarterback contracts forgiven against the cap. And so it's okay. They're still representing their whole constituency to get fully guaranteed contracts for quarterbacks. Uh, and it may be in case of injury occurs, it may be in case of a lot of things, but they basically want to create an extra five to $10 million per team, say, of, of uh, salary dollars, which are not counted against the cap. And doing so would effectively be increasing revenue sharing by, let's say it's, let's say it's 5 million, um, and the cap is 250, it'd be essentially increasing revenue sharing by 2% to the players. It's very significant. So if that's not their end game, by the way, I think they're doing the rest of their constituency a huge disservice. So I, I, I just, if I'm an offensive lineman, I'd be pissed by the whole thing that, you know, the NFLPA seems to be trying to help Lamar Jackson. What are you doing for me? You know, what the hell are you doing for me to get me a guaranteed contract or more, a higher share of this pool? But don't tell me there's more money to be had because that's a that's a fixed pool in total. We're all getting a share and you're getting more of the more of that total pool for Lamar Jackson. What are you doing for me? 
I think the NFLPA is being played as a bit of a foil in all this. And I think that they are, I think they're ultimately probably a little less involved than we as fans want to think they are in this process. I think Lamar has got a set of things that he wants, right? And like to him, the guaranteed money is one of those things. Now that happens to align with what we're hearing what the NFLPA wants, but I think Lamar wants true guaranteed dollars. I think he wants to be able to say that on the next contract he signed, he was given $250 million and he knows that that's, you know, now he's going to be reckless. He can go do all these other things. Like he feels comfortable. That's what he wants. I don't think, and, and that may be the only thing that he wants. Um, and I think to him, right. Like in kind of tying this back to his tweet today is the Ravens not meeting him at his value. I, I think from Lamar's perspective is like, he's like, I don't care how you get to the number that you get to. I like the structure, all these other things I think are kind of meaningless to him overall. I think he's got a couple of core things that he wants to see happen and that if he's not getting those, he views that as being undervalued or insulted in this process. Um, and everybody wants to project that onto other people and other places and other things. And I think he just wants his guaranteed money. And I, I think, you know, it's an interesting question now that if the Ravens aren't willing to give it to him, who is going to be able to be willing to give it to him and give up at a minimum at this stage, two first round picks to do it. Well, and, and I, I'm, that is one of the questions is whether that's now the current minimum. I think it's probably the current maximum I, I would say, but uh, uh, yeah, that that's the next question is, does this reduce the amount the Ravens can, can now get for Lamar? I mean, I think it does completely. I mean, I don't, from Lamar's perspective, I don't understand what he was trying to accomplish with this tweet. Unless he was really, unless he's really close with the Ravens and the Ravens have said, here's the hard line for us. We're not going to go past this. This is the end of the line for negotiations for us. And then that line is 3% less than what Lamar wants. And he's not willing to budge on that. Maybe this is his way of saying, Hey, like, let's just get this 3% over and let's get this done with, because they know they don't have an offer sheet or they don't have an offer sheet that beats the Ravens offer sheet right now. They don't have any of these kind of like parts in the process, I, I, I don't know from kind of a gamesmanship perspective how this makes Lamar any better off um, for a guy that over the stages of this, and I think Lamar, I, I think Lamar is a team player, but over the stages of all of this, each incremental step into what has happened with Lamar makes him look a little bit less and a little bit less and a little bit less like a team player. And I'm not saying that he's not, but the optics of that, every time that hits is going to make it harder for somebody to put an offer sheet together that is going to be, I mean, it could be a poison pill for the Ravens, but it, it also is a poison pill for whatever team makes that offer to him too. That They're going to have to front $70 million in cap space in year one, just to be able to offer that to him. And do you think that like, you know, what kind of, what is he going to do? Even after we get him this deal, uh, I think is the question that teams might be asking themselves right now. Yeah, I I don't I don't even think it it's required that there be uh you know 70 million in first year cap. So I think they can structure it like a normal contract. At this point, I think the Ravens uh honestly probably would would let him go for the two number ones if if Lamar is able to get a deal that's that's north of theirs on the market. But the problem is this is and this is a huge market friction with this, is that nobody wants to basically all, to give up both the cap dollars that Lamar wants and two first round draft picks. That's an enormous additional component to this. That's the friction of being a franchise tagged player. And by the way, um, this does happen in the real world to other people. It's not just Lamar Jackson that, that gets this treatment. High value employees in every industry, in tech, in, 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 uh, in business, the top of all financial structures and whatnot, 
it, there's so much of this going on. It's it's not even funny. So it's not just Lamar Jackson. It is it is anybody with a huge batch of stock options that's going to vest in time. It's anybody with golden handcuffs of other sorts. It's other people with with um, NDAs or with non-compete clauses in their contracts. But high value employees are are always very closely dealt with in terms of contract negotiations because companies realize if you lose them, it's a tragic event. So, uh, and potentially company ending event. So in the case of, of, of Lamar, it's not really that different from the rest of the top individuals in their fields and in, in other places. He's, and, and the system is what the players agree to. It's the, it's the, it's the CBA. He doesn't like it. He's clearly extremely frustrated by the, by the fact that tag exists at all. Um, but it does, and it applies to him. And the Ravens not only can apply it this year, they can apply it again next year. And I, I think, you know, looking down that tunnel is something that probably really bothers Lamar Jackson's. And of all the things about this, I think there's a lot of curable things about this, but Lamar Jackson's, you know, building frustration with staring down two years of additional play under the tag, I think is one of the really difficult things to fix about the situation. Yeah, it, it's... I mean, it's a bit, the Ravens have all the leverage, right? Like if you're looking at, you're looking at this from kind of a poker game perspective, if you're looking at this as a workplace employment perspective, um, you know, all of the leverage is on the Ravens team side here as they decide how they want to move forward. And, you know, you look at this and you think of it from a perspective of like, let's say Lamar doesn't alt- like they can't find a trading partner. No one is willing to sign into an offer sheet. I disagree with you. I think that if another team gave the same offer sheet as the Ravens, like even a little bit ahead of where the Ravens are right now, I think that they would, I think they would match it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it would have to be one of those poison pill deals that they can't match. There, there's a reason that John Harbaugh said in his press conference today, I expect Lamar Jackson. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M 
Com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply to be on this team in week one of next year. I think the Ravens have full intention of matching this contract, regardless of what happens. And, you know, there's a lot of money that'll go to Lamar in that process. And I, I think, quite frankly, you get over it at that point. This is a winning yeah. team. It's a winning culture. I think that if Lamar is back, even with the team as it's currently structured, I'm not one of those people that thinks they need to go out and make a splashy, oh, like Odell Beckham, like DeAndre Hopkins type signing for the Ravens to be a very competitive team next year. They need a, a healthy Rashad Bateman. Um, and they, they've got a, a new offensive coordinator. They've got a great defense and they're not that far away. And mm-hmm. so a Super Bowl run from Lamar cures a lot, a lot of wounds and a match on 200 million plus, you know, guaranteed dollars cures a lot of things as well. Yeah. Um, I, I agree completely, Jordan. I mean, I, in, in those terms, I think that that once the deal is done, no problem at all. It's the, it's the frustration level right now that is going to make Lamar feel like he's not being dealt with fairly. But the best thing that could happen is for another team to come in with an offer sheet and say, "Here's here here's our offer. We can we can better what the Ravens have, whether the Ravens accept it or not. If the Ravens accept it, obviously." Uh, sorry, if the Ravens match it, that'd be terrific. Everybody in in Baltimore is going to be thrilled about that, and and uh, and we're all going to move forward. And I don't think there'll be the kind of negative feelings that we're in. Plus, you got a lot of time to get over them before the next time you have to sign a contract. But the but the other possibility is that um, uh, the Ravens don't match it, and they get two first round draft picks out of the thing. It's it it is very possible. When you hear comments out there like are going out today. And I, I, I don't want to beat on Ian Rappaport, but I think he's really off base on this is that he's, he says basically that other teams don't want to do the work for the Ravens. That's not really framing that up correctly. Other teams that don't have a quarterback don't want to create a contract structure for quarterbacks that becomes embedded in the league unless they get their guy. So they don't want to, they don't want to, uh, uh, you know, increase the value of the position by, let's say, 15, 20%. Uh, it, they don't want to do that 
if they if they then are still going to need a quarterback at the end of the process. It doesn't do them any good. Now, if you're the Kansas City Chiefs, you'd love to run into here and, and increase the value of quarterbacks generally if there was a way you could do it because they've got their guy for the next eight, 10 years, however long Mahomes is still signed for. Um, Josh Allen the, and, and the Bills, they feel the same way. But other other teams who don't have a quarterback also don't have an interest in driving up the bidding on the quarterback market. Yeah, I, I don't think it's the lack of willing to do the work. I think it's just, I think it's the threat that the Ravens are going to match the contract ultimately. Like if the Ravens are going to match, you know, it's not that I'm, it's not, I, there's not a lot of like, there's not a lot of work, right? Like let's, let's be honest about what it really takes to negotiate mm-hmm. these contracts. All <laughs> the structures ex- like they exist. The language exists. The lawyers have written them. They've been vetted. All you're really doing is dropping in dollars and clauses around specific things that you need to like, as they exist overall. Um, and so if that's, you know, if, if that's the case, then it's just teams are afraid to put the offer onto paper because they think either the Ravens are going to match or for whatever reason, right? Um, so I, I don't. I, I think that the amount of work that the work that's being overdone is overstated. The the value of agents is overstated. I think a lot of this is is pomp and circumstance and BS that we get from the league. Okay, let me be crystal clear about this. It's obviously not the work. The contracts are boilerplate contracts, largely speaking. And even the ones that have a lot of complexity for injury guarantees and whatnot, those paragraphs are already written. They literally, they just will have numbers filled in as you alluded to. My point is that it's not a matter of they're doing the work for the Ravens at all. It's a matter of they don't want to drive up the QB market by creating a baseline for Lamar Jackson when they don't have a quarterback and they're not going to end up getting Lamar Jackson. So they don't want to they don't want to create a se- a potential series of new baselines if you had several players that came along like this like there's several Lamar Jacksons but there there will be several new quarterback contracts negotiated over the next, you know, 4 or 5 years and those will will each probably result bur- with Burrow coming along and then Herbert uh in, in more dollars being paid to quarterbacks and they have no interest when they don't have a quarterback themselves in putting the first step on that stairway of potential values that quarterbacks get. So it's not a matter of doing the work. That's, that's the part that is, is very um, uh, it's, it's not, not properly framed. It's a matter of, they don't want to start the process of increasing quarterback salaries when they don't have a quarterback themselves. You know, but I, I, I think that's poor. If that's the team's logic, I, I see a huge hole in that logic, right? Which is that like drive up the market of quarterback costs. You're, you're, if we all agree that you can't, or it's very difficult to be a winning team in the NFL without an elite quarterback, drive up the price, tank your draft pick, get your guy and have <laughs> even like have even better value in the short term. Because if it's not you, it's going to be the Ravens or it's going to be someone else driving up the market. I mean, I think that's the same game of chicken that the Ravens played that got them in this spot right now, which is that they were, they internally were like, Oh, well, we don't want to be the ones to drive up the market. Well, I, I don't see what's stopping this market from going up. Right. Like if Lamar was a true free agent, like without the first round draft picks attached to this, I could absolutely see him getting a 10 year, $500 million deal, like without question. Sure. Um, and so the market's going up anyway. Like, like I think it's way short sighted of teams to, to be playing like this, this little game of, like, oh, well, if we hold Lamar Jackson's AAV down by $4 million for right now, then we've rescued the market. I, I think that's blindingly short sighted. Yeah, but by, by the way, a ten-year, five hundred dollar million, five hundred million dollar contract versus a five-year, two hundred fifty million dollar contract. A ten-year, five hundred million dollar, five hundred million dollar contract is less. It's not more; it's less. 
because th- those out years will be at a significantly yeah. lower percentage of the cap. So another possibility is could Lamar get in get okay with a percentage of the cap deal? And again, it, it comes down to probably to guarantees. If it was guaranteed every year, he probably could. That wouldn't be a. That, I, I'm not sure that would be the problem. Is there? So it, I'm curious if a team signed Lamar to a, let's say a one year, forty five million dollar deal that had a clause in it that prevented him from being tagged at the end of that first year. But is that possible? I, d- I don't think they're allowed to do that. And and there there are rules around the poison pills that relate to that. But you you can't do obviously certain things that 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 would apply to um your to, to one team but not apply to the other. But in in the case of the in the case of poison pill contracts, I'm not sure that can be done anymore because they did do some work to try and keep teams from doing that. Yeah, uh, but the I, no I tag clause. I, I mean, I I could. Uh, there are a bunch of players that have had no tag clauses in their contract. I wonder why 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 would that qualify as kind of poison pill? Well, because you're taking away the rights of the Ravens to tag him twice, and so you're 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 basically saying you, uh, I, I I'm okay. So let me think about that a minute. So if you if you if the Ravens would then be trading him for two number ones if they did that. It's conceivable, you know. It's conceivable that 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 uh, uh, that would be legal. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of the reason why it wouldn't be. It's not as clear to me as it was initially. Yeah. Well, and I think, and, I mean, Lamar might be all about something like that. And then, if you had a team, let's say, they take the Colts for example, who I think are a solid team. They're just short a quarterback. Quite frankly, they're they're solid on defense. They've got a good overall offensive profile. You're willing to take that chance, right? Like, well, 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 the Colts maybe are a bad example because they have the fourth overall pick, but you know, a Detroit, or it doesn't matter who. But anyway, you're willing to take that chance that we're going to play with you for one year, Lamar. We're going to work all year on giving you, like, be willing to give you the deal that you want. And the Ravens are going to be able to, are not going to be willing to match because it's a short term deal and it doesn't carry that second year on the tag. It's an interesting idea, and if they lost, if they lost Lamar at the end of that one year, then they would, you know, they'd end up getting a third rounder for him. That wouldn't be particularly exciting, obviously. Um, it's it's it, it'd be an interesting strategy. I, I'm I'm not sure if the NFL has ruled that out because because yeah. it screws with the socket. But anyway, it's 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 certainly a, a an interesting idea. Um, coming out of all of this. Do you think it's more or less likely that that any team is going to generate an offer sheet for Lamar? I, I have no idea overall where I think ultimately this is going to end up helping it land. You know, it, this is certainly one of the things where when you kind of take a look overall as to how another team is going to decide whether or not they want to kind of get involved with this or not, you know, I, I, I think the optics make it, I think the optics are are what are working against Lamar here. It's it's nothing else but optics. And, you know, not playing in the Cincinnati game when it could have been close. And then you see Mahomes play through an injury and look terrible in the process, but still help his team win. And knowing the difference of like what that gave you on the field, seeing these subtweets that are happening, like the way he announced it that he wasn't going to play in the Cincinnati game, the way he announced that he asked for this trade, like all of these parts in the process. I think it makes it less and less and less and less likely in this process that he's going to get another offer sheet. 
Right. I, I agree. I, I the only thing the only thing I didn't like about what happened in the postseason, and you know, obviously not having Lamar Jackson sucked because this this Ravens team was probably good enough to make a run at it. But the thing I didn't like was about him not being at the game on the sideline that I really didn't like. And I don't know why that would have been so hard to go in there, cheer like hell for, for Huntley and just show you're still with the team. I mean, that I, I don't, I don't know who told him that was not a good idea, but uh, it, it uh, boy, it, it, it really did not look good. Yeah, it, re- it really didn't. You know, they said he was still it was because he was staying in rehab and that if they won, you know, all of all of the the travel and all that on his knee would not have been worth, you know, the trade off. But I'm with you I, again. It's this is this is whether it's an agent giving him some of this advice or whoever is kind of working with Lamar on some of these things, the 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 stacked optics of what is happening time after time after time are are not helping Lamar look like he has more value. And I think the real question ultimately that is going to come down is whether or not Lamar ultimately ends up because of separation with the Ravens, taking a smaller deal somewhere else away from the Ravens and not like much like Orlando Brown, not getting the money that he wanted, but having to do it somewhere else because he dug in so hard around the team that he was with at the time and ultimately never gets truly gets what he wants in the process. Right, it's it's certainly possible, and and Lamar's at a very dangerous point right now. An injury in 2023, um, I think a lack of availability would weigh very heavily against him in terms of any contract negotiations after this coming season. So I understand why he'd want a you know a contract that has you know significant guarantees against injury in it. Uh, but uh, but again, uh, you know, it's I I think. I think Lamar actually probably wants two things out of this. And again, I'm projecting a little bit here because I don't know what the what the numbers have been or whatever. But if it was five years, 231 million guaranteed, and that just beats out what um, uh, Watson got. And then, you know, you, you can't just double that for 10 years. The Ravens would probably be willing to give him the, you know, that amount guaranteed over a 10 year deal. But then Lamar would have a bunch of non-guaranteed money at the end of that deal, and he'd lose his second bite at the apple on free agency. So I think that that that, that might be where there is a real concern there. So we say, hey, they should have they should have worked it out, but I'm not so sure that's an easily solvable conundrum there. Well, it could be like a seven a seven five hundred. I, I mean, again, like you just negotiated to the point where it's like you know you're yourself you're yourself sunsetting the cut, right? Which is that if it's a seven five hundred instead of a ten five hundred, that when you hit year six, that it's eighty million dollars or something absurd, um, and so the the remaining whatever number on the back end is not real, right? And that ultimately the Ravens are going to cut you at that point or renegotiate with you regardless, right? And you're still walking away with your guaranteed dollars in in tow. I mean, the Ravens just have to decide how much will it, they're willing to go guaranteed. And how far they're willing to go in, in terms of what the structure is to give it to them. Right. It it sounds to me like that kind of structure would have an enormous walking away price to it that might force you to be non-competitive for a season or two. Now, of course, anytime you lose your starting quarterback, it's a bumpy ride and you might you might be non-competitive, uncompetitive anyway. But I they're, they're almost better off. Uh, in in some ways, um, if somebody's willing to do it, 
taking two number ones right now because I think it gives you a softer landing spot for what is a very high quality, you know, put together team. Um, a better chance to 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 bridge to a new quarterback that might be here, you know, into as early as 2024. But another point that, that we haven't really brought up is that the fact that I don't think that the offer sheet process is probably going to heat up until after the draft because teams that need a quarterback in this draft, a lot of them have high picks, you know, number four overall for the Colts and the Lions have a top pick. And, you know, if, if it's, if you're really trying to get those teams to give up those picks, I think it's a fool's errand. I think they'd say, well, we'll talk to you in June or July, you know, closer to the end of the Lamar uh, deal. He'll be more frustrated with you and, and more likely to to sign with us and the draft picks will be giving up or in 24 and 25 instead of 23 and 24. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's, that's totally right. I mean, the Ravens are caught between, you know, even though they have all the leverage, right. They're caught between a rock and a hard place as it, as it affects kind of the 23 season. Right. And so I think from Lamar's perspective, in some ways, his assumption was that the Ravens, like, even though they had the leverage, they were kind of at his mercy, right? Because his departure from the team in any way, let's be honest, like if Lamar is not on this team next year, they might be competitive and they might be able to make the playoffs, but they're not a team that's going to win the Super Bowl. I think that's without question. Um, and so, you know, I can see Lamar's frustration in saying, hey, like this is like, I'm not asking for a lot more money or whatever the structure is. Like, let's get this done. Let's go win a Super Bowl. Let's figure out how to, how to make this happen. Um, and you know, if it's, especially if it's a 24 and a 25 pick, and then you take Lamar and you put him onto the lions or the Colts, that's going to be a team that easily makes the playoffs. If it's the lions, they're easily, the NFC is a much, much weaker conference, right? The lions, I would be more than happy to make that offer. Once they kind of clear the draft there, the Ravens will get, you know, barring an injury to Lamar and the lions were a solid team, even without Lamar are looking at, a. 15, 18, 20, or higher pick overall when it's all said and done, potentially for back-to-back years, that's a softer landing. But like, quite frankly, that ain't worth it in my book, Ken. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on that. That in terms of the draft capital, it's it 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 probably doesn't make sense. But it you know they could end up if if the Lions do make the playoffs, I think it's very likely if they had Lamar that they would. They seem to have otherwise had their team together. It could be two picks, 19 or later. Because that's you know playoff yeah. team the, the the highest you can draft is 19th, so uh, uh, yeah it would it would be certainly frustrating and just the opposite of what the Ravens did when they traded their second round pick for Atlanta's first and Atlanta thought they were only moving up about five spots in, the, in yeah. uh, 1999 when and uh, they end up getting Jamal Lewis in the deal so uh, with the fifth overall selection. Jordan, always a pleasure to talk about this with you. I, I wish it was more of a pleasure today because because you know obviously this is interesting. But you bring a, a you know a very even keeled, very uh, uh, business background savviness that I, that I appreciate talking about these kind of contracts with. And um, you know, I think you you make some great points about this all along the way. Tell folks where they can reach you online to talk about football. Yeah, I'm at Raven Sit Room on Twitter. Um, love to have you there. We're, we also got my podcast uh, that Ken mentioned earlier, The Situation Room, um, on FinStudyBaltimore.com. Love to have you guys check us out and give us a follow. All right, outstanding. Other folks out there, if you'd like to do an off-season pod, really of any sort, um, uh, if you'd like to talk about Lamar Jackson and what else can be done in these contract negotiations, I, I'm not opposed to additional shows uh, uh, of this type. Maybe you've got that new secret structure that's going to make everything work. Uh, or, or you've got the the perfect trade partner lined up. 
Uh, also, if you want to be on that one play, hit me up. DMs always open on Twitter. I'll get back to you very quickly, and we'll we'll uh, talk about when we can record your show. Jordan, thanks again for coming on. Thanks for having me, Ken. And we'll talk to you next time on Film Study. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.